0: Hello,
1: everybody, and welcome back to yet another very exciting episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast. My name is Charles, and with me today, as always, is my lifelong friend and co-host, Dylan. I'm ready to talk some fantasy with
0: my friend, Charles.
1: I am ready to talk some fantasy with my friend as well Dylan but not just any fantasy today because today we are doing a fantasy book recommendations
0: episode with a little bit of a twist right Dylan. Yes, and that twist is based on the f- fact and and possibly the little known fact because I I didn't really know about this until my partner pointed out to me relatively recently. Is you now get 15 hours of free audiobook listening time from Spotify Premium. You know, like it, it feels like almost everyone has Spotify Premium <laughs> at this point. So mm-hmm. we're sorry if, uh, if you if happen to not have it. But if you do have Spotify Premium, then there's a plethora of uh, audiobooks that you could be listening to on here instead of using up an audible credit or or whatever else you're doing so 15 mm-hmm. hours a month uh that uh, that can be enough for a shorter book or assuming it doesn't uh doesn't take away time for you using the let's say 1.5 times that mm-hmm. that opens up a lot of options here and i was really excited when I started looking and I'm like, okay, but how many books are actually going to be on here? And right. then I started, you know, searching some of my favorite books. Up and I'm like, whoa, this one's on here. Wait, that yeah. one's on here. And yes. I was, yeah really yeah, excited
1: I, i've been through this exercise before dylan with like my local library's app for downloading audiobooks or even like audible like kindle unlimited kind of stuff and us fantasy fans you know one first of all 15 hours isn't enough maybe at 2x speed or maybe a one and a half speed which is you know depending on the audiobook narrator um it may vary uh, Michael Kramer, I go up to 2x, but lately I've been doing like 1.5x. Um, but even then, it's like fantasy is kind of a niche in itself. And like, we're, I'm seeing a lot of really impressive um, selections here just from the quick glance that I've done in preparation for this. So I think, fantasy fans, if you're not aware of this, you know, and you listen to books at a fast speed, you could be able to get a lot of really good books uh, out of your out of your included in premium uh, spotify premium plans so i think this was a great idea dylan to dive into i found about it from my partner as well she listened to the uh britney spears uh biography but Mm -hmm. um we won't be recommending that today although i've heard it's good uh where we're gonna stick to fantasy but um yeah the selection is vast and i'm excited to to get into it
0: yeah i am too and i was thinking okay how can i fit this in for myself and i was like well, something that I can do, other than just the simple, okay, I'm going to find an audiobook that's under 15 hours just to be sure, mm-hmm. or I'm going to listen to it at fast enough speed just to be sure. I was mm-hmm. thinking you can just start something a little bit more toward the tail end of a month and make sure you get in your 15 hours of listening time then and then start just keep it flowing through as the month turns over to the next one. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, are you using up two months? Sure. But did you potentially, even at one time speed, listen to a 30 hour audiobook f- that you didn't have to pay anything extra for <laughs> yeah. beyond what you're already paying for to listen to music? Yes. So sure. how does this fit into your life? Only you can determine that. Yeah. But uh, we have a few different ideas and I think a lot of people probably, if they're anything like us, had no idea until recently or maybe finding out just now from us that this is even an option for them so it's it's uh found money right it's free real estate as a as someone might say oh so charles exactly. are are we ready? I've got my screen sharing right now yes, and we're in the section because you have sci- premium
1: and i i just uh, steal from my from my partner so i and i don't have it on my computer <laughs> it's just on my right. phone <laughs> so we yeah, are using so, dylan's and mine is full of recommendations like britney spears's audiobook uh, you know all these other audiobook uh, by like celebrity like Auto by autobiographies where they totally wrote the book themselves uh <laughs> yeah. it's a lot of those so Dylan's got a lot of great sci-fi and fantasy wrecks here so super excited to uh to browse I-, I see a lot of places where do we start Dylan you're you're driving
0: yeah where we start is I've just entered this part that has the sci-fi and fantasy audiobooks listed mm-hmm. that are on Spotify Premium. And, can I just
1: say uh, right they, at the beginning, something I'm loving is right at the top, new and trending releases, friend of the show Sara El Arifi is there yeah. with Fae Bound. Can you believe that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I can believe it. This book is, I, I haven't seen any of the sales numbers or if it's hitting Sunday Times best selling or anything like that uh, mm. in terms of lists, but I I was in the bookstore the other day and uh, they had a whole stack of. These Feybound novels, wow. and they also, uh, in a separate indie bookstore, they have their kind of new and trending section, and they had Feybound included there. So, uh, this book is getting the love that we know anything written by Sara El Arifi deserves. Uh, yeah. We haven't gotten the chance to read this one yet. Uh, it okay. is uh, outside of the. Uh, you know the series that we've been reading ending fire that is uh starting with the final strife and mm-hmm. we absolutely love those books we wish we got the chance to check those books out on audio because they're so yeah. musical and they're yeah. so uh, rhythmic and sarah yeah. said great things about those audio and books. like bringing I in performers
1: checking. to play some of those yeah. like um spoken word with drum accompaniment um performances so right. would be very interested to check out feybound and of course sarah Fee just holds a place in our heart we had the crazy opportunity to interview her like days before her first novel um, yeah. final strife was released her first book ever and that was one of our favorite interviews you said that multiple times and just watching her just launch into like the success that yeah, it's been really great, and Feybound just seems like a, another big win for her, so we'll get around to it eventually. Hopefully, we'll have Sara on for a third time on the show. She's come twice already. She's so kind, so generous with her time, so it's just nice to see her right at the top of,
0: of new and trending, you know? It's, it's 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 really impressive. Definitely, and I'll say that The Final Strife is available on Spotify Premium Ooh, as nice. well. The whole yeah, song collection. I, I probably would have jumped right for the audiobook of that one if we weren't reading ARCs and we didn't uh, get the chance to... to yeah. Uh, yeah, it wasn't out yet when we were reading the first book. But anyway, yes, Feybound Bound Let's... up there. Highly recommend that. And my my partner is reading that one right now. Uh, if, on She's not doing mm-hmm. the audiobook, but uh, she definitely enjoys the book and it's a little more oh, good. romanticy style so if you're a fan of sarah j mass or uh rebecca Yarros's fourth wing all that kind of stuff this this will probably be right up your alley but anyway shall we shall we continue because there is this dive deeper mm-hmm. uh, section that comes up we've got things like all fantasy all sci-fi mm-hmm. epic fantasy uh, we've got fantasy action and adventure, space opera, contemporary fantasy, urban fantasy, all these I options see a here, lot of, I, I,
1: Yeah, go. Ahead. I, I see a lot of things that we could recommend, but I see you hovering over a category, and I agree completely.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think our bread and butter when it comes <laughs> down to it of all of these is epic fantasy. Let's so dive in. I'm, I'm going to click on that. And still, in the new and trending releases, we do see Faye Bound up top. Yes, but yes, love to see. Let's get toward the most popular in this genre, what's coming up here. <laughs> now we're uh, talking. So, these, are, these are the yeah. big
1: hitters, Dylan. These are the titans <laughs> of the are. industry. It's a quite <laughs> impressive
0: selection. Right. Uh, the first thing that comes up is a, a little-known book. It's amazing. It's even risen to the most popular in this genre. It's called a game of thrones charles are you familiar with this series at all it's a, a mm, song it sounds vaguely familiar uh this
1: but i'll you know we'll we'll keep an eye out for this author george rr martin He seems <laughs> right, like a young real up-and-comer to author. top the most popular of the fantasy genre so <laughs> um <laughs> definitely keep an eye out on him he's a must watch um Yeah, I mean, obviously, these are some of the most. That's one of the most influential books either of us have ever read. We've gone on record saying that a bunch of times, so an easy win there. I also see the Lord of the Rings collection is on here. You have this, the Silmarillion is on there, like the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy is on there. And then, Dylan, you were talking about the Hobbit trilogy also being on, or the Hobbit book, not trilogy. I'm thinking of the movies. The Hobbit book is being in here as well.
0: Yeah. The Hobbit is on here and it's the version narrated by Andy Serkis. and this has received rave reviews from everyone that I've heard listening to this audiobook so uh, this is one that I believe Laura from our pod when we did the our live at TBRcon uh, books most worth rereading mm-hmm. discussion and and that's in our feed here that you can find under fancy book recommendations for books most worth rereading this book she was just it was the one of the most glowing reviews i think i've ever heard of an <laughs> audiobook and yeah that's because of the narration by andy circus uh, i'll say my partner is listening to this one with her spotify premium uh, time and this is a short book so you know it's going to be a great fit for getting those 15 hours in and andy circus as uh, folks probably already know was a voice of gollum in lord of the he Rings. he was the voice and, and the the right true actor the performer revolutionary just in that mocap technology. suit absolutely yeah.
1: then he on to do top. like planet of the apes and then um mm-hmm. he does some live action mm-hmm. stuff he was in um A Marvel movie he was in Black Panther so yeah fantastic actor great performer I mean his vocal performance of Gollum is so iconic and 20 years later I remember when they announced this audiobook I still have not listened to it but to me it is like the obvious choice because he's he goes 100% in on the performances and it doesn't surprise me that the reviews are glowing. So as a modern fan of the movies like that, if I were to pick up The Hobbit again, it would be the Andy Serkis audiobook yeah. version for sure.
0: Definitely. I uh, My partner played the part where Gollum actually comes up in, the, in the Hobbit, Dark. and it was just... It was just Andy Serkis at his absolute <laughs> best. I mean, yeah, uh, it's. Uh, I don't know what to say besides he was doing the voice exactly the way that he does it in the movies, which is. <laughs> that was a good choice perfectly. artistically yeah, to reprise the it, role. It was, yeah. <laughs> right. Not you to just like, be like, Gollum, Gollum. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you didn't even try. <laughs> it's like, I'm thinking of going another direction with Gollum for the audiobook. <laughs> and it's like, no, no. <laughs> yeah do the voice do the voice yeah exactly (laughs) that's why you're here he didn't hesitate Mm. for a second Uh, No. no so that is an obvious choice you all know the the hobbit so we won't get too much into the depths uh of anything with plot or anything like that Uh, same with the game of thrones yeah Uh, you all probably know what you need to know about that one but
1: speaking of like already knowing a lot and talking about it i see misborn up there as well brandon Mm -hmm. sanderson so you have tolkien george r R. martin brandon sanderson up here at the top misborn the final empire the first book in the series um great audiobook really good michael kramer does a fantastic job um i love his performance there's some of the characters that stick with me in that book is the performances are so good um i've listened to this one and it, it's it's great it, it, i highly recommend
0: yeah i would say the same thing michael kramer is an incredible audiobook narrator and one that charles loves to go up to two times speed for so this yes. is one if it's 24 hours and 40 minutes if you're like charles you can get this done in <laughs> one can month get this done, um, exactly Spotify premium time yeah <laughs> i 15 mean 15 hours for anyone not familiar with this modern classic of epic fantasy it is for me it's sanderson's most definitive work for lack of a better way, but like this right. is most emblematic of what I love about Brendan Sanderson's writing. Mm-hmm. It has uh, fun characters. It has an incredible plot that like has that total Sander Lynch, exciting climactic finish. Oh, it's yeah. got plot twists. And I think what it's probably Mystery, most known for suspense. is, yeah, is the, to me my favorite hard magic system of all time like if you mm-hmm. ask me oh what is the best hard magic system of any book i mean you know once i get my throat clearing out of the way about how well it's objective i would just be like well miss born yes it is absolutely incredible to watch sanderson explain this uh, incredible magic system in a way that's so comprehensible and then use it in a way where like we as the readers or uh, and in this case the listeners uh, are able to uh, like feel like we are could apply the magic system and we can try to solve the problems ourselves even before Sanderson gets into it. And the reveals and the
1: twists Mm -hmm. um, come from just unlocking a certain understanding of some of these systems that he just completely invented. And so that is such a rewarding part of the reading experience here. And, you know, we, we recommend this all the time as a, as a gateway series and, I think if you're someone who maybe does hasn't gone into audiobooks a whole lot, uh, maybe you're a fantasy reader, but and you have Spotify for music and like this is a great one to to jump into because the performance is excellent. And Michael Kramer is one of the Titans in the audiobook narrator world and his wife as well kate redding um the two of them are just absolute fantasy audiobook narrator staples so highly recommend it it's hard to have an audiobook recommendations episode without either of their names coming up so you you get brandon sanderson go. you get michael kramer you you get the whole package here
0: right and its I have to say, Charles, it's kind of funny reading this description here. Are you seeing this? I haven't uh, read it. Brandon Sanderson, it's... fantasy's newest Master <laughs> tale spinner. This was written, I guess, in 2008. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dares to turn a genre on its head by asking a simple question. What if the hero of prophecy fails? What kind of world results when the Dark Lord is in charge? So well, that's uh that's some of what it gets gets into. It's not well, how I we will would also be watching
1: stuff, out for but... this um newest right. <laughs> master tailspinner Brandon Sanderson, and we'll see where he goes. <laughs> this someone's like, yeah, not my job. Just copy paste 2008's description into sure. Spotify. Yeah, Spotify didn't even exist, so um, it's kind of funny. All right, well, yeah. what else we got?
0: What let's go else back. do we got? Just, is is Way of well, Kings let's...
1: on here? By the way, is there a way we can search for that?
0: Yeah, there's I a way we to derail can you, but because uh, um, a lot no, of people
1: true. will say that's Sanderson's magnum opus, and yeah. they're not wrong in saying that. Oh, I could look it up while we continue. Yeah. Actually, I do Anytime, have time.
0: Yeah, we can just search it on our phones. That so, one is not on Spotify ooh. Premium,
1: so this is your this is your Sanderson exposure right here. So yeah. that's the way to get it. Um, good yeah. to know. So let us keep, and I would recommend starting here anyway, but it's another way of Kings is also Michael Kramer and Kate Redding, and they do a great job. So let's right. see what well, else we got.
0: Let's do the show all for the most popular ones. And okay. eventually we'll, we'll oh, get oh, into scrolling some, deeper, by some some deeper cuts. Some yeah, big I names won't.
1: here. Right. Um, just to say really quick, cause I'm going down the list from top to bottom. I see the Witcher. Um, Mm -hmm. and I see a bunch of books on here don't, don't, do not listen to blood of elves listen to the last wish that's the only one and and the sword of destiny if you liked the last wish then check out the sword of destiny those two are both very good they're short story anthologies it's the best that the witcher has to offer so if you're a fan of the show or if you're a fan of the video games and you haven't given the books a chance it can be super confusing with where to start but definitely check out the last wish and you're it's a short book too i mean the audiobook duration is only 10 hours so even at 1x speed you've got hours to spare to go over and start something like feybound or misborn or what was it a game of thrones so um (laughs) i just wanted to say that really quickly about the witcher because i see like a bunch of them popping up probably due to like the popularity of the show so
0: yeah and along lines of that a game of thrones book that we of course have not heard of by the young up-and-comer george R. R. martin Mm -hmm. uh there is fire and blood as well which is the uh, basis for the house of the dragon which we're excited Mm -hmm. will be coming back this summer right charles so (laughs) if you want to get into some dragon more historical style stuff storytelling than Mm -hmm. you get from the main A Song of Ice and Fire series but I mean George R. R. Martin won the masters of world building and of course we're all super interested in the Targaryens and their Mm -hmm. line Mm -hmm. of uh, everything that's played out for them and uh, it has stories outside of just the Uh, the stuff that's inspired house of the dragon. That's a particular moment in time of the Targaryen lineage. And this, this gets more expansive. So uh, lots of good stuff for these massively popular series. I've received adaptations and, and that's a lot of what we're going to find in the most popular category, but Charles, it's far from all we're going to find there because we're also going to find the Blade Itself yeah, this is by huge. Joe Abercrombie. And yeah. uh, Charles, it, it, we've reached a point now with this series, this just mastercraft and grimdark storytelling. Uh, but Charles, there's something at this point for us that's uh, just next level. When it comes to these books in listening to the audiobook, and that is because of the one, the only, Stephen Pacey. Tell me about Stephen Pacey, Charles. Oh my gosh, he is the best in the game. And I
1: think you would agree with me, Dylan, when I say if you only listen to one audiobook on this Mm -hmm. list from this episode, and... You haven't done any of the Javert, Crombie, Stephen, Pacey audiobooks. This is where you yeah. start. Even if you've read the books before, agreed. This is a whole like. Sometimes an audiobook is just a nice way to like read a book and while doing other stuff and and not having to sit down and actually read it. It's a great alternative. In this case, it's a totally different experience. And like you said, Dylan, it's the it's the value that Stephen pacey brings to the characters it's rare to see and like joe Abercrombie fits this weird realm as a fantasy author that like hits a strong chord with us because he's being like subvertive but also comedic but also epic and grimdark you know he's he's playing with and and balancing all of these things and Stephen pacey gets it he gets the tone yeah. of these books which can be a really hard thing to to like kind of understand the subtlety and the nuance going on in the tone of the voice of these characters and he gets the humor he gets when it needs to be deprecating or scathing or humorous like he rolls with it or serious and and he he delivers these bravado performances that are so good and it's some of the best performances in audiobooks i've ever heard and I've definitely, like, I seek out Stephen Pacey audiobooks, but as the only narrator that I would do that. And he narrates every single Joe Abercrombie book. So, you know, I've read all of the Joe Abercrombie books at least two times, maybe three times, and most of it has been through audiobook. And,. The performance is just so rewarding each time. And he does all of the nine books that are out uh, and then the one short story collection. He does all of it. There is a short story where Joe McCrombie comes in, <laughs> which is fun. But other than that, it's all uh, Stephen and Pacey. So highly recommend.
0: Yeah, the guy is... I totally agree the the goat when it comes to (laughs) the audiobook narration game and Mm -hmm. he has this theater background that it's and Mm -hmm. listening to these books it's like listening to the greatest one-man play of all time like the unique voices he brings the characters the times when he does get more theatrical in his performances I mean Charles this is you've cut clips out of his audiobook narration, <laughs> and mm-hmm. just uh, like you've uploaded them to our own. We play a personal game of Dungeons and Dragons, and it's like yeah. we'll do stuff in Discord. You can upload sounds, and Charles has uploaded some some bias. who's uh, the, uh, for those of you not familiar, like the first of the Magi, like a Gandalf equivalent character, the Gandalf equivalent of this. Story and uh, there's there's some epic sounds. Just like there's one <laughs> that just goes yes, like <laughs> yes,
1: yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Epic. Highly, yeah. highly recommend. And the the blade itself kicks off the whole first law world too. So um, it's a great place to get started. You know, And we, we think that Joe Crombie gets better with every book he publishes, yeah. and this is the first book he's published, so you do the math, but um, it is still an absolute classic. We love this. Uh, up there with Game of Thrones as the most influential works of fantasy in our lives, so we have to recommend it. And so many of you listeners come from our Joe Crombie book discussions, and we love all of you for that as well. So, can't recommend enough. Jober Crombie, Stephen Pacey, first law, nothing else needs to be said. Dylan, what other uh series are
0: on the list? Well, Charles, I do want to say even though you said nothing else needs to be said. Uh, it does need to be it said. Need that before to be they are say, hanged, but if we want to say something, we totally it don't. needs. It needs Charles because <laughs> oh, before okay. they are hanged is on here as well, which is book Ooh. two. Last argument of kings is on here, which is wow. book three. So you can get through the whole first law trilogy, the original trilogy, on here. But you're going to want to keep going. You're going to want to spend your whole year of audiobook time on this because then Best yeah. Serve Cold, which is the oh, first okay. standalone wow. book. So the whole collection's on there? On then The Hero's second standalone book is on there. Red Country... Is it yeah. on there, Charles? Yeah. I'm Googling it at, or Spotify. Well, you search that. I will it search is. for
1: sharp ends. <laughs> yes.
0: And then does, do we get into Sharp the, ends
1: is in here. Sharp ends is in here. <laughs>
0: yeah. And is a little hatred also in here, Charles? Does does it go into the next...
1: Ooh, the Trouble with it Peace is. is included in here. I just searched Trouble yes. with Peace. But would they dare include... Wisdom of Crowds, the last book. Would they dare, Charles? Would they dare? And they dare. They (laughs) dare. So you have ten. Audiobooks to listen to, and what a great companion piece would our episode discussions on all of those be! What a great companion piece! You could have nothing but rich, rich, delicious content for a year listening to all that stuff. So, definitely check all of that out.
0: Yeah, all right, Charles. Well, it's really exciting to see a A certain book here on the most popular ones on Spotify Premium. It's The Shadow of the Gods and and also the (laughs) sequel, The Hunger of the Gods, by John Gwynn. We've been uh, honored to uh, become friends with his sons. Uh, We've uh, worked with uh, them a couple of times. Ed and yeah, the brothers Gwyn. You can find them over on YouTube, Ed and Will. They're just fantastic folks. And uh, their dad, John Gwynn, uh, wrote an absolute... I mean, when we talk epic fantasy, Charles, mm-hmm. this is one of those books that just has to come to mind. Uh, this is the first book in the Bloodsworn trilogy. It, it is uh, one of those books that doesn't give us our typical like western european uh, medieval type setting this one uh, goes a little bit more toward the the norse side of things and it is just an incredible story with like uh, gods and monsters and incredible cinematic uh, fights but all that at the core of the story charles as i think you'll agree with is a story of family and motherhood and uh, just what it takes to be a hero in a world that is ridiculously dangerous and uh, yes it is epic in every sense of the word
1: yes and you have great Mythical creatures in here, um, gods, of course, as it says in the title. Um, and, and if you're someone that likes a good shield wall or a fjord mm-hmm. or a jarl, or like it's all in here as well. It's definitely created in modern fantasy, like this, it just owns this niche right now of this Viking fantasy, north inspired mythology series. It's like the go to recommendation in the community right now and rightfully so the second book um obviously hunger of the gods um was super well received as well and i believe the third book the fury of the gods is coming out this year Mm -hmm. i'm not 100 percent sure on that but i believe it's coming out at the end of the year in the fall i've heard murmurings so we'll see if that comes true but now would be a great time because they're their chonk, chunk. Well, the first book is eighteen hours, but I think the second book is is quite yeah. longer. So it can it's a bit of a beefy beefy series. So definitely want to um, get started on that now in, in time. Oh yeah, there it is. Hunger of the Gods also included in premium. Yeah, twenty three hours. That's a bit of a chonker. So definitely want to go ahead and uh, get started on this series if you're a fan of um you know, like Norse inspired fantasy at all check it out highly recommend
0: yeah totally agree all right then we've got another one that sticks out to me here charles and that is the fifth season by nk Jemison. Mm-hmm. and this i mean this series has won Three straight Hugos is what the, the Hugo maybe doesn't mean what it used to after uh, everything has come out. But uh, mm. this book is entirely deserving of any award you can throw at it. Because mm-hmm. this is uh, just a masterful, dark fantasy story mm-hmm. that draws from big-picture themes that N.K. Jemisin handles masterfully. That's uh, themes like uh, oppression and racism and uh, colonialism and, like, all this kind of really big-picture stuff that uh, it is hard to tell a story that is incredible from the exploration of themes standpoint while also, like, if you... For some reason, weren't picking up on any of the parallels that it has to our real world or any of those themes. Are just this is an incredible fantasy story in and of itself. Uh, so she does things in this book that are uh, incredible plot twists. She's got an amazing voice. She uses some second person yeah. narration, was, which is I was very hoping interesting. You'd bring that up. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, A book that is unlike any other like she pulls off things that i've never seen before or since and this is a great one to pick up charles did you audiobook this one um i think i did
1: half and half i own the book yeah and i did a lot of the reading that way but i do believe i picked up the audiobook as well robin miles um i'm trying to remember if she did the city we became as well which is nk jemisin's urban fantasy that i saw Mm -hmm. was also in spotify premium um i don't know if she's the same audiobook narrator i can't remember but um no it was it was very good and like you said like the second person narration chapters are super interesting i've only read the first book in this series i haven't finished it but the experience just from this book alone you i agree with you dylan it's just like the accolades and the awards and the way that nk jemisin so masterfully takes on themes of um race and systematic racism and oppression is is like super thoughtful and unique and impactful you know to me as as a reader so highly recommend and i mean come on it swept the hugos nebula world fantasy you know like at that point you can't go wrong you know hard to like obviously we're gonna recommend it you know
0: (laughs) yeah and it has one of the best opening lines in fantasy which is let's start with the end of the world why don't we get it over with and move on to more interesting things and Mm. it doesn't get much more interesting than the fifth season which is 15 hours and 27 minutes, so right about Ooh, that. Ooh, just mark, sneak it uh, in there. <laughs> I, know, I know. Although it would be terrible to be listening to it at one time speed, and then you, you reach imagine? the last 27 minutes, and you're like, "Oh no, I have to wait." Like, I have to, yeah, that would be horrible.
1: So this is one of those ones where you follow D- Dylan's advice and budget the uh, syncing, or like for the last hour you listen to it at two x speed or something, or you know, yeah, or that, just that like, works out.
0: Literally, if you listen to it at like 1.1 1. 1 or something, like you'll hardly <laughs> yeah. notice any difference, but yeah, you'll yeah, save yeah. yourself that 27 minutes. Because <laughs> that All would right. probably
1: be an important 27 minutes at the end there. You can only imagine. Yes.
0: Very important. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, the last but... two
1: minutes may be credits or something, but that still leaves you with 20 minutes of action-packed yeah, you don't want, conclusions. You don't want to risk it. You don't want to yeah. miss it. Yeah. Dylan, right. I see some... Well, you just scrolled past two big ones. I know.
0: I know. I'm just trying to get... <laughs> get some ideas of where even to dive into next. I mean, well,
1: I see uh, two in that row Dylan and you're hovering over the one that I think in that row is the biggest. Oh, you had the other last one. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Would you like to share that with the, with the listeners Dylan?
0: <laughs> of course. This is The lies of Locke Lamora by Scott Lynch narrated by Michael page. This is one that I've read physically and listened to the audiobook. This is one of my favorite books of all time. I mean, period. And yeah. it is the story of Master Thief, uh, Lock Lamora, and his gang of thieves as they uh, pull off some of the most fun, interesting heists that you're going to see. This this has, I think, pretty much everything you could want in a story. It's got, like, Lock Lamora is up there in my top few favorite characters in all of fantasy It is, uh, it's got great characters, it's got great uh, depictions of relationships, like friendships especially, it's got plot twists that you're unlikely to see coming, but maybe even most uh, most appealing about this book might be the dialogue. (laughs) I mean, uh, it is so witty and entertaining and fun, and Charles... I think you'll probably want to get into one of your favorite parts when it comes to that dialogue.
1: <laughs> the cursing people, masterful swearing, masterful cursing. Just people being clever and witty and also like um, super coarse in their language. It, it it is an art form in this book. And I also wanted to call out Michael Page since we are talking yes. about audiobook recommendations Michael Page is another one of those incredible audiobook narrators he brings this sort of classic he's got almost he's got this like British accent that can come in in his performances that really just kind of elevates the like Mediterranean-inspired setting in Lies of Locke Lamora. But he also narrates friend of the show Robert V S Reddick's book, yes, The Red Wolf Conspiracy, call. The Chathryn Voyage. And I looked it up that that book is also included yes. in *Premium*, which is a huge win for you all us friends talking fantasy and the Robert V S Reddick fans out there because we had the pleasure of doing a read-along with Robert V.S. Reddick himself of the Chatham Voyage. And one of the things that he said over and over again every time we jumped on to talk about the book was how he could not believe that he scored Michael Page to <laughs> narrate his series. And he considered it a huge honor. And I could see why. You know, he's definitely one of the top tier, um, top tier. Uh, audiobook narrators in the fantasy genre for sure. So, if you haven't had the chance to listen to one of his performances, you could check it out with The Lies of Lock lamora You could check it out with The Red Wolf Conspiracy.
0: Yeah. And uh, Michael Page, his versatility. Like, yeah. I. Uh, so, this is. Uh, another series the chatharine voyage series that i initially read and then i did listen to some of the audiobooks when we were doing that reread uh, mm-hmm. um, so I've, I've done the physical reading and the audiobook reading of uh, of that series as well and michael page's versatility to go from uh, the super witty more morally gray character like Locke to then capturing a totally different voice for the characters in Catherine Void series, many of which are a little bit more, um, uh, a little bit more are, you know, typical heroic main characters, I would say. They have a lot of depth as well, but they're Mm -hmm. not quite in the Lachlanora mold of the anti-hero as much. And uh, he captures those voices extremely well, it's like he can become Locke Lamora if you need <laughs> yeah. him to. Like it's, it can almost start to feel inseparable. And he, anyway, when it comes to Chatham Voyage, I want to make sure we give we give that recommendation uh, fully as well. For sure, uh, because we've kind of
1: been going down these super popular greatest hits. So it's like it's nice to be able to get off of Spotify's recommended and get into like the real. The good stuff, you know what I'm saying? So for sure, yes. go for it, Dylan. Recommend yeah, this. Yeah,
0: the Chapter Voyage series. I always, uh, I often attribute this as the series that really made me into a fantasy fan. And I'm always grateful to robert for for writing such an incredible series i did that like i did as much as we love to pretend that we have no idea what a game of thrones is i did (laughs) read those books inspired by watching the game of thrones show and it kind of got me to this point where i got back into reading and reading fantasy in particular and i was like okay well i know i love these books i love the show uh And I need something to uh, see, hey, am I just a big Game of Thrones fan or am I a fantasy fan overall where I need to start really seeing what this genre has to offer? And Mm -hmm. I went to the now famous (laughs) bestfantasybooks.com. That's what it was, right? And yeah, I saw some of the more uh, underrated recommendations that he had for fans of Game of Thrones. And uh, this was a series that came up and it is uh, a story of characters who are on this gigantic uh, ship that is almost like a world unto itself which is called the Chathrand and uh, they are taking this uh, noblewoman's daughter across the sea as kind of a uh, like to be a bride like a treaty bride to uh, try to finally cause peace between these two big nations that have been warring for uh, as long as anyone can remember. And uh, the adventure that kicks off from this story is one unlike any that you've seen before. It's another really high fantasy series where you've got like so many really creative uh characters and races and all this kind of stuff like we have everything from uh, talking rats to yeah. uh, which is a
1: performance worth listening to from michael Page, <laughs> <Felthrup> the rat
0: <laughs> <laughs> for sure uh, we've got talking rats we've got these little like miniature warrior people we've got uh, Such creative monsters that are uh, not just your typical, oh, it's a dragon. It's like Mm -hmm. Robert V.S. Reddick will give his own take on that kind of monster. And we've got gods. We've got... uh, Extremely powerful wizards, and we've just got an adventure for the ages. Absolutely love this one, and I hope mm-hmm. folks check out the Red Wolf Conspiracy as an yeah. audiobook.
1: And just to hear Michael Page say the main character's name, Puzzlepath Kendall, like over and over, you're like, "Ooh, this is a vibe right now. I'm, I'm feeling it." So agreed. And then you know, we've had the privilege of talking with each book doing a book discussion in depth with Robert F.S. Reddick himself. So what a great companion piece to this as well, just to dive like that extra layer into the inspiration behind these stories, more context questions. Like I I think back on those episodes fondly. It's hard to believe how much time has passed since we've done that. It feels like a lifetime ago, but uh, the content was super, super good. And Robert F.S. Reddick was so generous with his time so so generous more than any author we've ever had the privilege of working with so amazing guy definitely support him and give this book a listen if you haven't before
0: yeah that is very true charles there's a lot of other really good ones in this
1: best-selling no i I think we're gonna have to start lightning rounds and and delve Mm -hmm. a little deeper too
0: yeah i wonder if it do you want to uh, we'll give a few more that are popping up in these best-selling uh, – or not even best-selling, most listened to, I guess, because yeah, not paying anything. But it's uh, – let's just throw out at least Jade City by Fonda Lee. You know, the, that's a great choice. The Magicians by Lev Grossman. Book great
1: is- audio book, by the way. The Magicians. Oh, my gosh. That was one of the first ones – uh, who is the narrator for that? It, we haven't just discu- covered it on the show. Uh, sc- yeah, right there. Which who is, is the audio Mark Bramhall. Mark he is Bramall. so good. He's funny. He's so funny. Like the way he delivers some of the characters, because like they're like late high school, early college, and he can put some, yeah. oh, 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 like kind of whiny <laughs> to people that can do like incredible magic, and they're joking around with each other, and and they're they have dramatic moments, they have funny moments, and. Um, whatever you feel about the show, totally not related to the story <laughs> that I absolutely loved with the magician. This is one of my favorite series ever. It's it's, it's like Harry Potter for grownups, you know, and, and like what if every character was depressed, you know, and one of my favorite representations of depression that I've ever read. So absolutely, um, definitely check out The Magician's By Lev Grossman great audiobook
0: yeah i'd second the depiction of depression being really strong and i'll say this is one where uh, there's the op- another opening line i love which is quentin did a magic trick Nobody noticed. I love that it's one. one of those you just hear uh, Mark Bramhall say that and you'll be immediately hooked. <laughs> so love that series. Can't believe we haven't covered it on the show. That is kinda it's, odd when I think about it, but Yeah, yeah.
1: We'll get there. The show kinda ruined it, but we'll we'll get there. Once the show has been far enough into the past, we can remind people about the books. That's my opinion anyway. Yeah. Um, let's see. We're, we're diving deeper. Oop, I see Nicholas Eames here. Kings of the Wild. Kings that's the wild. a fantastic one. Reddit, darling, that's gone like super popular.
0: I'm seeing some Brent Weeks as well, Charles.
1: Oh, yes. Um, definitely. If you like something like Mistborn and wish it was bloodier and more graphic and more violent, then you cannot go wrong with Brent Weeks. And I think, does. Michael Kramer also do Brent weeks's work I can't remember oh no Simon someone Vance, totally did but I,
0: I know that name is familiar to me I gotta think who what else Simon Vance has done Simon but Vance. I
1: remember I did the audiobook for um, some of Brent uh, some of Brent weeks's work and I remember thinking that the narrator was very good so
0: Um interesting the word has done a lot of dune has done oh. fire and blood George R martin uh wow. he yeah, he did
1: so the black prism so oh oh yeah, yeah that's what we're well, talking about how he Victor found
0: Frankl's man <laughs> search for meaning
1: I don't know <laughs> he, that one. <laughs> he's got
0: range he's got range <laughs> oh yeah well okay well shout a, out. a lot of Simon Vance out there, and you the know, girl your series has to be content.
1: good when you're pulling in the talent of someone like did girl with the dragon
0: tattoo. That was like the wow. book. To- <laughs> Boy, oh, I bet this is where I know him from, Charles. Oh, Tigana, Tigana. Oh, he did Tigana's audiobook. Cake. Now, yeah. is
1: that going to be included in Spotify Premium? Because otherwise, Only we can't talk about find
0: it. Out. Yeah, drum
1: roll, fun. man. This is suspenseful. Tigana
0: is is included in premium. Oh,
1: this is huge. This is huge, everyone. Again, we get to dive a little deeper, and let's recommend Tigana. Go for it.
0: I mean, yeah, Tigana is just... So Guy Gabriel K is oftentimes considered the master of the standalone book and tigana is oftentimes considered his magnum opus it is in a more mediterranean setting and the reason i start with setting here is because as charles will would i'm sure love to get into because he's he's read a little bit more uh, of uh gabriel K's work than i have uh, his settings are so lovingly depicted, I and mean, this is a guy who makes the world come alive in a way that I just don't know if any other fancy author has for me. Charles, for sure. uh, you want to say a little more about that?
1: Yeah, I'll just say he brings a lot of extensive historical research into his fictional worlds and tigana a lot of that is italy and the mediterranean specifically and he has other books like under heaven which is more of like ancient dynasties in china and he's able to just do extensive research academically on real history and pick up on these themes and these symbols and this symbolism and and bring it into a totally original world and fantasy. And he's able to do that like no other author I've ever seen. I mean, a lot of authors will lean on the swords and sorcery aspect, and we love that. But Guy Gavril K., as you mentioned, Dylan, he, he stands out. And Tigana in particular is about like how do you conquer a people and there's so much more to conquering than just winning the war it's like systematically erasing their culture and identity and that's a huge part of of tigana and the way that the magic system works and the way that you have like your empire warlords and you have your oppressed people and the magic where i believe it's mentioned at the very beginning like The magic is such that you can't even say the words Tigana or talk about Tigana as a way of just totally, totally getting them off the map and erased from history.
0: Right. The only people who can say or hear the name Tigana are people who were born in Tigana before its invasion. So it's like Mm. you can't even... Tell people outside of those born there, like, mm-hmm. about your culture or your country or anything like that. Because I was right. done by this, like, war magic warlord guy who really took it out on Tigana. Because if I'm remembering correctly, in the backstory of that, is they like killed his son or something, something that really set him off, mm-hmm. and uh, he, uh, he killed his son in just typical warfare, not like something super. Sketchy, if, if I'm remembering that part correctly, but right. it, it's, it's got an incredible ending as well that I want to mention. It's like uh, ties hmm. everything together in a way that's really beautiful. Uh, there is a little ambiguity and like openness to the ending, but not in a way that's dissatisfying. And I'll also say this is one of those books that, when you take a step back and you think about when it was published, it blows your freaking mind. This book <laughs> is older than me, Charles. It's even older than you. It Whoa! Was, yeah, it is. It was published in August of nineteen ninety, and oh, yeah, that that's ex- is. Pretty out of close. control when you think that this book like this book reads more modern than anything else i can think of from like that year or earlier really like mm-hmm. it is it's wacky like a game of thrones wouldn't come out for i think six or seven more years after that assassin's right. apprentice hadn't come out wheel of time i mean like what was the first wheel of time book that oh the eye like, of the world the yeah day? when did that um, come out I think after
1: 1990, but I don't remember.
0: 1990 as well. Oh, okay. Uh, So So you got
1: both coming out, and they're so different in in terms of, like, my the first word that comes to mind is maturity, but it's not really that. It's just I guess the like, Guy Garvelke has this poetic historical weight to his work that something like. Wheel of Time just does not have I mean obviously Wheel of Time has a lot of weight to it and it's a classic series but you know when I was first I read this really early on in my fantasy deep diving reading experience because just the the idea of a standalone was super appealing to me because so many series are out there that are recommended that aren't finished and yeah. here was like the potential to get a whole story in one book so um, I think that also makes it a great piece to recommend as well.
0: That moving well right said, along, right?
1: I see you've pulled up another great wreck. If you want to introduce it,
0: a fantastic wreck. This is the book that wouldn't burn by Mark Lawrence's most recently published novel. We're gigantic fans of Mark as as an author and as a person. Uh, yep. he's been. Uh, he was someone who we were. He was, like, the to get first published really author
1: that up. ever showed us any recognition. Like, you know, he's just like, I, it's a great listen. I like these guys. And it's like, oh, <laughs> my God. You know, it's like, we were like, oh, my God, someone's
0: listening. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. It was
1: crazy. So always love him for that.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was some of our earlier episodes. And we, we covered Prince of Thorns, which is also – or did we cover we actually covered Red Sister before. We that. covered Red Sister, yeah. That was, Sister, episode, yeah, but, that was yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'll also say Prince of Thorns, his first published novel, is on here. And Charles, it's oh, only nice. nine hours and nineteen minutes. Yeah, it's long. short. That is short, and you can get that in. Quickly, I mean. Uh, so let's let's stick with the book that wouldn't burn for now, though, uh, and yep. just say, hey, anything you find from Mark Lawrence uh, on here that is worth reading for sure. Uh, the book that wouldn't burn though is like an interesting novel because you can always see the ways that Mark is trying out new things, and he went with a a different route here. This is about two ooh, different people two different point of view characters who find themselves connected uh, according to this description by a vast and mysterious library containing many wonders and still more secrets in this powerfully moving first book in new series from the international best-selling author of Red Sister and Prince of Thorns so this book has a, a absolutely like amazing but like I I used the word phantasmagorical uh, feel (laughs) to it, Charles, which is like this almost surrealist feel to the world Mm. that he creates, uh, especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to the library itself, which is just a library that is like essentially endless with every single book you could ever imagine existing and it's it's both the fun that you come to expect from Mark Lawrence's books while also exploring some of these big picture themes that are relevant to today's time Uh, especially when you think of almost this, uh, library that has all the information that, uh, one could ever gather. It's kind of like having the internet at your fingertips and what, what things are changed by nature of having all this information. And because it is, uh, you know, different writers and different ways of telling these stories, like in what way does, uh, having more information kind of like muddle up the works and yes. how? Or our, how can truths. you c-
1: control yeah. the distribution of the knowledge to yes. maintain influence over people? You know how can you abuse access to it? You know, and 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 I, which is a fantastic theme. But one of the things that, in my opinion, kind of separates Mark Lawrence or makes him distinguished from his contemporaries is this almost, I'm going to say, science fiction influence. Yeah. Not that, I don't know if he would necessarily agree with that those terms exactly, but he definitely pulls on science and um, definitely like technological ideals into his fantasy-centered stories. And he'll blend magic and technology in really interesting ways. And to, that is... I think it goes as deep as he's ever gone in this book, in into some of the complexities around weaving technology and fantasy together in this story. It's definitely one of his more ambitious, like magic systems, for lack of a better word to call it, and it's one of his strongest as well, and it's one of his most popular releases. I think. I mean, Prince of Thorns, of course, is his, put him on the map, but it, it's. And he's got a lot of great work, but this book had a really strong launch and you can tell, you can see why when you dive into it, it really is, um, some of his best work. And as his latest book too, it's good to see him like pushing himself and his world and his, his stories, um, further than he has before.
0: Yep. Cause yeah, this is 23
1: hours. Really- this is his longest, this is one of his longest books, if not his longest. Like when you can, yeah. these books are usually pretty quick. So he put a lot into this one and you can tell and it's greatly appreciated.
0: Exactly. And I'll also say that the book that broke the world is expected to be released on April 9th uh, of this year. So this is a good time to... You've got... You've got enough time. If you use your 15 hours, even on one time speed, your 15 hours this month, and then a little bit next month, like seven and a half hours, then you'll be fully caught up in time for the book that broke the world and... I'm I'm really excited to read that one, Charles. I'm sure it'll be one of our favorites this year.
1: Well, we have recommended about twelve books and threw out a couple others. Um, do we want to just list a few more before we wrap it up here? I feel like we barely scratched the surface. There's so much, and we are only still in the epic fantasy section. We haven't <laughs> even gone and further than that. Okay. Oh my gosh, we both just, (laughs) our eyes just immediately locked on. I was like, oh, well, extend the time of this episode. We cannot stop until we share this one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was going to suggest a speed round starting now, but Charles, I don't think we can speed through a book that we would very quickly go to recommend the audiobook version of, and that's The Black Tongue thief by christopher buhlman and mm-hmm. this is a story that it was christopher buhlman's entry into the fantasy genre He's a horror writer before this this is a story that follows primarily a main character who's a who's a thief unsurprisingly and his adventures and hijinks Oftentimes along the the side of uh, a knight named Galva who's kind of a foil to him, a lot more serious, where the the thief character, or Kinch, is a kind of—how h- do we describe uh, Kinch? Um, he
1: is definitely like a self-deprecating, roguish thief character with a humor— yeah a sense of humor about him um it's kind of interesting how he's both like a thief right but he's also kind of endearing at the same time and that a lot of that is translated super well in audiobook format with the narrative arts of the author himself Christopher Buellman. and we've seen a few times where authors will take on the role of the audiobook narrator like Patrick Rothfuss did it for Slow Regard of Silent Things. Trevor Crumley did it for a hot second in one chapter of Sharp Ends. But Christopher Buhlmann takes it to the next level in a way that I don't think any author has ever committed to an audiobook performance before. He gives this like almost Scottish, like thick Scottish accent, but not quite to his narration because a lot of it is from the narration of the main character in the book who is this roguish humorous thief character and he leans into it hard the entire 12 and a half hours of this audiobook's runtime and not once does it feel overbearing or unwelcomed, which could be such an easy thing to do. Like if he had described to me on paper, like so. I'm thinking of narrating my own book. I'd be like, oh, "There's a lot of great audiobook narrators out there. You don't have to do it yourself." He's like, "Yeah, and I think I'm going to go with a Scottish accent." He'd be like, "I don't know, man. That sounds like a lot. Sounds like you don't really need to stick your neck out like that." But he did. He does have also a, a theatrical background, and he is. I'm. I've read that he is like famous in renaissance fairs for his character that's like an insult comic like character in renaissance fairs so you can see where and he's got a background in poetry as well so you can see where a lot of that influence comes into his performance and how he would he would specifically be pretty well equipped to give a performance and yeah i mean that alone when we're talking about audiobooks it's worth checking out the only one we've recommended where the author takes the lead and also like he's got a lot of great recommendations from authors that we love like Nicholas Eames and Robin Hobb like all coming out to endorse this work and we've read a couple of his books on the show and he's like super creative super artistic author I I personally respect him for his artistic integrity I I think it's particularly strong um, which I like and this book is my favorite of his that i've read so um highly highly recommend black tongue thief
0: so all well said there charles I, I knew you'd be able to give our listeners <laughs> what they need to hear about buellman you're, you're a mm-hmm. huge fan of his Big as fan. am i and uh, charles another thing to mention 12 hours and 26 minutes. Right
1: in the sweet spot, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Right in the sweet spot. A little bit
0: spot. left over too if you This if
1: one you me. probably wouldn't want to bring up the 2x. You'd be like, "Hey, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> ruin the performance."
0: Yeah. All right, Charles, let's, let's keep do going. our speed round here. All right, let's you want to like as out.
1: you scroll, just kind of like alternate. <laughs> say sure. a name, I'll say a name.
0: All right, I'm scrolling here, Charles. All right, let's, what do you see? let's see okay black sun by rebecca roe i haven't read the audiobook version of this yet but i will Mm. say that's a fantastic story uh so Mm
1: -hmm. and i see royal assassin robin hobb which i'm assuming assassin's apprentice would be in here as well kind of odd i've never seen that cover before (laughs) super weird looking (laughs) where they get like a super it's like too realistic looking like 80s cover of a guy holding a sword but anyway rapid fire we'll keep going
0: all right i can recommend now we're really getting into the we're getting deeper cuts we're getting deeper
1: cuts now um, this
0: is oh charles oh i don't think you audiobooked this but i did
1: not but i'd be interested the the spear cuts through water simon jimenez um strong release and really interesting we we talked about it it was one of my top books of last year and then we talked about that on um, the sff addicts podcast so definitely check that out
0: yeah and charles i'll also say that you've got the world we make listed here and yep. i think you mentioned the city we became
1: yep and that one's yeah. interesting because it has like sound effects and performances and it's got, like pew pew pews and honking horns and and like music at uh in the action scenes so that's kind of stands out in this collection
0: for sure we've also got blood song by anthony ryan uh, that one is absolutely fantastic. It's a great fit for fans of the King Killer Chronicle, I'll say, because it's got mm. a similar premise in the sense of this like legendary warrior is recounting his story to a uh, chronicler. Uh, but. The similarities mostly are ending there in terms of the characters themselves, uh, but it's it's a fantastic book Mm. by Anthony Ryan. Yep, I I, see
1: The Final Strife, which we talked about earlier. Good to see that there. I see Sarah J. Moss has stuff, or Mass has stuff everywhere, (laughs) which is good to see as well.
0: Yep. Senlin ascends by josiah bancroft this was a an indie darling that was in mark lawrence's self-published fancy blog off and then it took off and it got a uh, traditional publishing deal but just uh, this one has some surrealist elements as well as a, a character tries to climb to the top of the tower of babel to find mm-hmm. his wife
1: um, interesting that it's right next to the autumn republic these were both books that you pitched side by side in friends <laughs> pitching fantasy and i had a hard time choosing between the two but ultimately chose this one the autumn republic brian mcclellan um yeah, book one of I mean, the powder mage trilogy. trilogy oh that's yeah, book three so book one is yeah, the promise of blood promise of blood okay yes i see crimson campaign is here as well so i'm assuming promise of blood we must have skipped it on the list but You know, he comes from the school of Sanderson, you know, people in like a more industrial revolution era snort gunpowder for magic and they fight in wars. And it's, you know, battle. uh, It's like military fantasy adjacent. So really great read. And we just covered it on the show. So we definitely recommend and you can check out that episode, those episodes. Oh, Dance yeah. of Cloaks. What a deep cut from David Dalglish. We had talked about that on the show back in the day. And, like, this is a pretty impressive collection. Like, it, there's a lot to get into in here.
0: Yeah. I mean, so, Charles, what I'm seeing here, one of the books I've noticed hasn't come up. So I'm guessing it's probably not on here is mm. The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. Is I just. Uh, and that is one of my favorite audiobooks another one that I physically read and listened to the audiobook and then you're like wow the audiobook's awesome I think this might be the way to, to do <laughs> well, it in the future uh, but Charles I'm not seeing it on there but then I just saw here El Nombre del Viento so I oh. think if you it, probably the Spanish version <laughs> if I'm if I'm understanding all this so. correctly is uh, is available So, if you speak Spanish, or if I'm messing that up and this is like another language, apologies, but uh, it seems like Spanish to me. Un libro para quien conoce el mágico poder de las palabras. I mean, that means a book for who knows (laughs) the magic.
1: Your high school level Spanish.
0: That can be done with words basically the magic of words yeah that's what that means i think yeah tweet me if i'm that (laughs) i know that one (laughs) yeah you can do that one
1: (laughs) that one i got yeah exactly so yeah yeah, i mean you spanish speakers you get a super solid perk here i can't speak to the translation and we know that listening to um, the Witcher kind of suffers from translation from Polish to English, but uh, I'm sure it's good. I'm sure it's good. Yeah. All um, right. Well, Charles. That got us a pretty decent, like, way in here. And now we're getting into some of the deeper cuts. And I, you know, ooh, they even have Half a King on here. They have the whole Joe Abercrombie oh. selection. Yeah. That's great. That alone is worth the membership, guys. So mm-hmm. let's see.
0: But- how much oh, is it? By Ed McDonald. Fantastic, Grimdark. Yeah, fantastic. I don't think I I did not audiobook this, but uh, that is fantastic, Grimdark fantasy with a sense of humor. Great fit for fans of Joe Abercrombie and 11 hours and 9 minutes for the audiobook. Love that. So that's, that would be a great fit as well.
1: And if um, only I had known. We we've recommended enough books that are under 15 hours that that could have been its own subsection but yeah. you know what sometimes it's worth the extra time yeah i see yeah. i thought i saw red sister just up back there a ways
0: yes yeah there it is it. excellent mark lawrence so uh, that's that is usually definitely... my... oh look at that look what came out oh
1: the, the ruling sea, sea, made... sea it, it's Robert. charted yes, baby right. we charted
0: yeah. that's book two let's get so... that
1: up the charts guys come on although that's yeah. that's the not the book first two. book, but that's book yeah. two. But let's get You'll that up to charts.
0: Re- the Red Wolf Conspiracy is book one for mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Reddix. Oh,
1: uh, MJ Kuhn awesome. is here. Thickest Thieves. Oh, hey. Shout out. <laughs>
0: Friend of the show. And, and there's
1: Among Thieves. thieves. Weirdly, Thickest Thieves higher than Among Thieves, even though it's the second book. But that just goes to show you how strong of a release she had. So shout out. Um, Definitely check that out.
0: It also seems to have edged out this Little Moan. Uh, <laughs> book <laughs> the two towers. Ah, uh, well, done, I don't know if this M- is ra- how much this is ranked in order of anything, but we'll uh, say yes. Yeah, so, I mean, we're getting to probably a point where oh, the gutter prayer by Gareth henrohan i hope i'm pronouncing his name right this is a great book too awesome world building another one with great monsters and gods like that epic scale sort of style
1: god look at all of these very impressive well I i think we kind of delved deep enough there's steelheart i know you had talked about that and there's the girl in the stars by mark lawrence yeah one that i have not read yet but i've been dying to I hear nothing but good things. Um, Yeah, dude. This is a great selection. Plenty to to get into here. You could... Just in the epic fantasy section, there's so much to read. And we haven't even touched the other genres yet, although there's been some crossover. So I, I think that's a good place to leave it, man. We did it all.
0: We did it. I feel really good about about all the books on offer about our recommendations for the books on offer and yeah if you have spotify premium you're in for a treat and there's so many books i mean at first when i saw the 15 hour limit per month i was like okay well this is fantasy i hope we're able to feel good about what we're doing here and then i'm like oh wow you could be doing the black tongue thief You could be doing Blackwing. You could be doing Prince of Thorns. Like these are incredible choices and and many more that we mentioned. So there's a lot to love about this. (laughs) I'm about to be like, there's a lot to love about this offer from Spotify Premium. And then I'm like, you know what? (laughs) Hey, Hey, you can't can't be be saying
1: that. This is not sponsored. We're doing this out of love of our hearts. We know. know that, you know. Over fifty percent of our audience is on Spotify, and I'm assuming many of you have premium accounts. And hey, Dylan, there's one recommendation we didn't put out there, and that's the Friends Talking Fantasy podcast, which you know you probably are already listening. Uh, but you know, it's Never worth telling it. your friends. Is that by,
0: is that by George R. R. Martin?
1: <laughs> Real up and comer. I wish, dude. Yeah. I wish. Trust me, but no. Um, it's just two random guys, just like two dudes. You know, who are they like, well, like we need them, their opinions on anything yeah
0: what made them think that they should be heard like that they <laughs> that's need to a be great heard question when dude. it comes to know. their opinions on the genre do they have Ooh. any credentials like any um, reason? i don't I think care? they've
1: published any books or you know work in the industry or anything i think they're literally <laughs> just two dudes <laughs> in their houses on zoom like that's all it is but somehow they managed to capture some magic and you know definitely recommend it and if you haven't rated five stars i would i would rate it five stars i have probably rated it five stars on my partner's account (laughs) i'm like well if i'm logged in i'm gonna go over and (laughs) leave a five star ranking
0: because that's what a real fan does yes i mean Hopefully, when you went in to do that, you found that your partner had already rated it five stars independently, right, Charles? Sure. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> it's been so long. Uh,
1: but um, actually, I got to double check now. Because <laughs> like, maybe the ratings didn't exist at the time. Could you always rate? It was reviews that are new. Ratings you could no, always do. No, ratings
0: on right? Spotify started while we were on hiatus, I remember.
1: Oh, well, in that case, I have to Google it. Are we
0: about Maybe, to get a five-star okay, review, Friends interest? Talking
1: Fantasy Podcast. Okay. Um, this, is,
0: this is just absolutely compelling.
1: Okay, so right how do I now. go back to the... Because it's just trying to play the last episode I was on, which is apparently the 200-episode <laughs> F- special. Well, Charles, is, it,
0: it, if you want a rate ago, or review... Oh. if you want to rate on spotify dude we got 149
1: about. review ratings i mean we're who, who's gonna be number 150 like come and on And what's our yeah and what's our average <laughs> i'm not rating, following that's not following the show come on so i'm not follow following? it's I'm added not to my library okay and charles what is
0: our <laughs> average rating out of curiosity our
1: average rating is a 5.0 <laughs> which is freaking insane you yeah, guys thank are you all so much but now we Dylan, really wait, I've, I've heard you give these instructions a couple times, but you hit the buttons, rate, show. Okay. Oh, there is a five star rating on here, but so we're, so we're good.
0: After we're all, all that.
1: After all that. We, I, I wasn't following. She must have unfollowed, but <laughs> she got, got the five stars <laughs> and that's really what matters people at the end of the day, right? That's <laughs> you have something to talk about with your partner. she doesn't read fantasy books like we do and i can respect that at some level so
0: but i don't respect her unfollowing just ignore it just uh, let them let the downloads come in
1: yeah well maybe there was never a follow so i followed now and we'll be tracking it closely and we'll be live updating every episode so you definitely want to come back next week and, and check that out I think we'll maybe even have a guest on the show and they'll just have to wait while we check. (laughs) But um, you know how it is. You know how we do. This is why you guys come over here, that end of the show. Um, You know, this is when it gets real. You know, yeah, the banter. Thank you. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh, And of course, what else we do at the end is the sweet, sweet outro music.
0: Yeah, we get that sweet, sweet outro music pumping.
1: Let's, Let's do it quickly. Thank you, everyone, one and all, for listening to yet another very exciting episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy podcast. If you like what you heard today and you want to support the show, the best way to do that is over on the socials. That's at the FTF Podcast on Instagram and now officially TikTok. We're there, we're doing video now. You can see our faces Which I'm sure you just can't wait to see those And um, Also we're on Twitter still At the FTF Podcast with the number one on Did you M. tell them our
0: TikTok account name?
1: Yeah it's at the FTF Podcast right? Oh okay yes yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I said on sure. Instagram and I TikTok I need attention Give me yeah, attention we, on TikTok. we we need attention on there guys like we, we need the validation and, and that's just what it's all about so make sure you're over there giving us that much needed validation um, your our parasocial relationship is very important to us so we got to make sure that you're nurturing that over on the socials now Dylan if they like what they heard today and they want to support the show even more than following us and engaging us over on
0: the socials what can they do toss five stars to our podcast be just like Charles's partner except don't unfollow us it is so easy to do on Spotify you just gotta go to our page uh, you've gotta click about for some reason and then you just click on where those stars are throw us five of them and we really appreciate when you do that you can rate and review on Apple podcasts as well well that means you can write nice things about us you can tell us how charles really hit the note on that uh, like when he was welcoming us at the beginning of the episode i didn't comment on it but i was like wow like he, he hit really that well. so you can write about that thank in you review. i gotta but go back and listen <laughs> <laughs> yeah just listening is more than enough thank you so much for doing
1: well said dylan just listening is more than enough you guys are awesome thank you so much for making it all the way to the end thank you thank you thank you and as always go forth and conquer friends